Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, buddy. Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, a post-game instant reaction edition tonight after the Texas Tech Red Raiders takedown um, Kansas Jayhawks 91 to 62 joined tonight by Michael Labar and Kyle Jacobson guys what about that game it's nuts I think that's a little bit of an understatement there Spencer <laughs> I, I don't know how to over overhype this but it's a uh, it's not surprising if you predicted that Tech would win by 20 like some of us yeah I'm, I'm not sure how you did that and, and you said by 30 though right yeah, I said 30 privately, and then on Twitter I hedged my bets and went with 20, but I was pretty on the mark. Yeah, it, so before the game started, Kyle, like, like he said, in our Slack chat, said Tech by 30. We were throwing out our predictions. I said that Kansas would cover late uh, with some like desperation threes, but that Tech would still win. Obviously, Kyle was closer by his minus 30 pick. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I didn't say a prediction at all in the in the chat, but I would have said Tech would have won by twenty nine with sixty percent shooting. So I think technically, oh, I yeah. Do that. Um, I I think Dan said by double digits, and I was like, man, that's bold. And I, we know Dan likes to likes to really he's he's really uh, what, what am I trying to say? Confident with Tech. Um, sure, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I can't remember at what point in the game where I said this in our Slack chat, but I was like, I said, uh, oh, it was, it was before before it the game switched over to the the ESPN uh, broadcast feed. It was still on ESPN three or whatever on the app. Um, because you, you were still look, looking for the game, Labar, and I said Tech is winning this game, and it wasn't like we're leading the game. I'm like. With the way that they're playing, Tech was going to win it. Um, I didn't see you getting up to a 33-point lead against Kansas uh, and then eventually went winning by 29. But my goodness, this game, you led wire to wire. Um, you had a 25-point lead at halftime. You, you built on that lead in the second half. It was just it was crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, what's funny about it, looking at the box score here, everybody but Culver shot over 50% from the floor. That's and, insane. You never see something like that happen in a basketball game. And Culver still put up 26 points. Quietly put up 26. <laughs> yeah, if you, were to just, if you would have just stated that stat without the added context that he put up 26, it would make it sound like Jarrett Culver was really dragging us down, and he's the reason <laughs> why we couldn't beat KU by 30, but... Uh, yeah, it was insane. Like they showed some halftime stats on the jumbotron, and it was like every single statistical category imaginable. Tech was leading, except points in the paint was like twelve to ten in favor of Kansas. But I mean, we had more bench points, fewer turnovers, 
um, everything was just, you know, efficient shooting the ball. So, I mean, that had to be probably their best wire-to-wire game all year and probably Kansas's worst um, by any imaginable metric. So it was, it was impressive. you got to give Tech credit for a lot of that. I'm sure so, AU probably knows they could have played better, but still. Yeah, so – Kyle, you mentioned you, you were at the game. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about like the atmosphere? I mean, it, obviously on, on the broadcast, it was, it was pretty evident that I mean, it was just nuts in there. But from the yeah, TV, it, really it, it, cool. doesn't, it doesn't really translate as well as actually being there. Yeah, it was neat. So the the whiteout was uh, mostly success. You could probably see that on the broadcast, but um, you know, like eighty or ninety percent of people were wearing white. Um, very few empty seats, especially or even in the upper bowl um like in the corners there was still people i was on the very last row of the upper bowl so um it was really loud especially you know everybody's hyped at the beginning because they did the fire during pregame warm-ups and you know tech just came out of the shoot uh built that lead and so really the entire first half you know was really loud and kind of had kansas rattled um but yeah it was cool like every time tech would go on a quick run like right before or a you know, under 16 or under 12 timeout. I mean, it was so loud going into the timeout and uh, fans really showed out. They announced it as a sellout. I think 15,098 was the official number they gave. Um, so, yeah, fans did a great job. Yeah, so going back to the, the statistic, I'm looking at that at ESPN. It's not showing points in the paint, but, like, literally everything else. Texas Tech had a su- significant margin. Um, you shot nearly sixty-one percent from the field, um, which is it's actually really impressive. You shot almost sixty-two percent from three, so you shot better from three than you did from two. Um, you sorry, you you shot more free throws, but Kansas made more, so th- they had you there. But I mean, a difference of two points in a twenty-nine point game yeah. is, is all we're talking about. Kansas shot, I mean, had you said before the game that Kansas was going to shoot 46% from the field, you would have felt pretty confident that you were going to lose this game. Um, Automatic L. Right, but when you shoot 61%, um, you hit 16 threes. Um, You out-rebounded I I may be wrong on this, but if I remember correctly, I think I was keeping track of this during the OK State game a few weeks ago. But I think their career high during Big Twelve play was sixteen, so I know that was at least at least matched today. Yeah, I, they, they mentioned on the broadcast, I, I, it was either sixteen or fifteen, so it was right there. Um, like I said, you out rebounded them. You had more assists, more steals, blocks. They turned the ball over more times. They fouled more times. Um, I mean. You led from the, the the first point. You you scored the first points. You led the entire game. Uh, very similar in that in, in that sense to the game that you won in Lawrence last year, uh, where you know you took control of the game and never gave it back. And um, I mean, you put Kansas down. I think it was fifteen points last season, pretty quickly. Uh, this year tonight, you had them down ten really quickly. Um, and then slowly built that lead up to 25 at halftime. You got up to 33 at one point in the second half. Um, you guys were saying right before we started recording that this was Kansas's worst loss under Bill Self. Yep. Their, their worst loss like, like 
a conference team, obviously. Um, what else were, were you guys saying there? It was Texas Tech's largest win against a ranked opponent, like as far as points-wise. Yeah. And then, so you scored 90 points tonight. You scored 91. The only other time this season you've done that was against Northern Colorado. And get this, that game was a 93-62 to 62 contest. You beat Kansas 91-62. to 62. Sort of telling me that Kansas is just as bad as Northern Colorado? Obviously. <laughs> no other, like, there's no other. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Valid comparison, right? I mean, uh, Culver also put up, no, he put up 20 points in that game. Um, he put up 26 tonight. I mean, he, so I think that I think that means that Northern Colorado is probably primed to be like a three seed tournament this year. It's yeah. got to be at least, and they'd probably be a three or four in the Big Twelve. Um, all right. So the rest of your team, I I, I think the other, I mean, it, it's it's hard to pick like a guy that besides Culver that that you want to highlight and say like he was so key but I mean it would probably have to be uh, Norrence Odiase I mean he he played 27 minutes had 13 rebounds he was just controlling anything that that was coming off the glass Um, he only put up 8 points so he's very nearly had himself a a double double but my goodness that his his performance tonight really helped um, propel you into the game that you had yeah, I mean, like, he set the tempo from the get-go. And if you remember last year on Lawrence, he had a very similar game where I think he had 12 points, 10 rebounds, or something like that, where he was just letting Azubuki know, like, hey, I control the paint, this is my area, back off. And he kind of did that again tonight. And here's the fun stat. So he had uh, 13 rebounds tonight. If you have the top three rebounders tonight from Kansas, they match Odiase's rebound total altogether. That's crazy because it's one thing you've always thought about Kansas. They can either get like really big guys, which they do. They've got guys that can shoot from three, be deadly. Um, but yeah, you you shot better from three. You controlled the glass. Um, their best player, uh, probably Dotson, um, had seven points. Uh, their their leading scorer was Lawson. Uh, and he only had 14. Well, I mean, Odiase was guarding him the whole time, and he did not allow anything. Basically, the only time he really scored is probably off, like, free throws or just 
like lucky hook shots really because I don't remember him ever making like just owning Odiase or Owens at all all night. Yeah, so he had he hit seven of his eight free throws, so that's that's half of his points, and then three field goals. So, um, to, to your point, yeah, like like you said, half of his points were coming from free throws. Only two other guys for Kansas took free throw attempts: McCormack and Quentin Grimes. Like you, yeah, the refs. It seemed like they were really letting him play uh, even early on. I mean, there was some kind of collisions under the basket when a guy was going for a layup or something, and uh, most of they just kind of swallowed the whistle, which I think bodes well for a team like Tech that you know tries to be physical on defense and everything. And so uh, I didn't notice that Kansas went to the free throw line that infrequently, but um, I guess that's a testament to you know how well we were playing defensively all night. And I, I'd like to say that I, I'm, I'm impartial here or, or that I'm being fair. Um, I, I thought the refs called a good game. It probably has nothing to do with Texas Tech winning by 30 tonight. But <laughs> I, I, had, I was about I, to say, you usually complain about three or four times per game oh, I'm, that I'm, they missed like an obviously blatant call. And today you said nothing. Like, okay, I guess Spencer must be impressed by what's happening with the refereeing tonight the only one that was close was that uh that charge they or that block they called on moretti but the replay showed yeah. that, like that last step he took his heel was on the line so no but you're right like you always get that sense when you're playing kansas that the refs are going to obviously be favorable for the jayhawks and i don't think that the refs could have possibly given them enough help to win tonight but uh, you didn't really see any, you know, signs of that in the first half, even when it might have been somewhat close, like a 12-point game or something. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad the refs kind of stayed out of it and uh, didn't try to pad or lift KU up or anything like that. Um, I didn't really notice any egregious calls, and so I'd say it was a pretty well-officiated game. And like you already said, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the fact that we won by 30. I think that says two things. I think it says that finally big, the Tech's Tech is starting getting – starting to get some respect and we've been kind of the laughing stock one the laughing stocks of the country about five or six years ago now we're kind of one of the elite teams so we're kind of starting to get calls to go our way it also just shows that uh that texas tech just knows how to play basketball i mean this isn't the first time we've seen tech play this strong defensively and not get a lot of calls on them. chris beard and mark adams do a good job of coaching them up about here's how you guard but you don't get fouls this way and it, it it, it really showed tonight. There was a lot of instances where guys were pulling up for charges like a second before, like obvious, obviously getting set up. A lot of times the arms were straight up. Occasionally a guy's arm would go down. Most of the time they were straight up the whole time. So it just speaks a lot to the direction the program's going and the coaching by Mark Adams. Yeah. So, okay, you mentioned the direction of program. I want to look back at the last uh, about month on the schedule here. Over the last – since – since that since Arkansas, the Arkansas game. game, yeah, since that Arkansas game, you are you've won seven of your last eight. Uh, the one loss there was obviously on the road um, in Lawrence, where you lost by by sixteen. But since then, you 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 beat Arkansas by three. Uh, that's the closest of of any of these games. Um, you host TCU and beat them by nineteen. You host West Virginia, beat them by thirty one. You go to Oklahoma and you beat them by 12. You go to Oklahoma State, you beat them by 28. You host Baylor, you beat them by, what's that, 15? I, 
I can't do math. Nope, 25. You beat them by 25. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then you host Kansas and beat them by 29. So you're not squeaking by these teams. You're you're soundly beating them. And you're going in the right direction going into these last few games of the season. Um, you're you're staying hot. You're you're playing um, you're playing good basketball. The rest of your 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 schedule, um, it, it, it's kind of weird, right? You you host Oklahoma State, which you you would feel pretty confident about that game. You go to TCU. TCU's been really in, inconsistent this season. Um, you host Texas for senior night, and then you go on the road at Iowa State. Um, but right now, I mean, you're up there squarely in second place in the conference. Um, Kansas has to, to turn around really quickly and play Kansas State Monday night. We'll we'll see how that goes. But man, here here in a few days, you know, you could be a half game back or or, or get pretty close to tying or or being tied with, with Kansas State for for the lead in the Big Twelve. Um, and there's only one game on your schedule where you're really kind of worried about it. It's the last game of the season. So how do you guys see the rest of the season playing out, especially with how the team is performing right now? Well, I, I look at the schedule, and I obviously think the win of Oklahoma State at home has got to be a W. I mean, if you lose that, that's embarrassing as heck. I mean, Kansas State beat them by like 40 today. Um, at TCU is a trap game. Although Texas Tech has played there fairly well, that's a game where they may be looking ahead that you you, you can't lose. You can't play for out the gas pedal. I think home for Texas is fine because they don't have Kerwin Roach. And then that last game's a tricky one because here's the thing. I don't know if Texas Tech can win the Big 12 without that last win because at that point you're expecting Kansas State to lose twice. And although they do have some hard games like they have at Kansas versus Baylor at TCU, home for Oklahoma – it's hard to imagine them losing twice. I mean, it could happen, but it's not like a give me. So, three and one may win the conference, but I think if you go four and zero, oh, that's like a definite like you won the Big Twelve. Okay, and Kyle, your thoughts? Is Kyle still with us? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I feel in games. <laughs> um, you know. Maybe he's not. I think we lost Kyle. Hey, can you? No, we can't hear you. Hear me? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that you're you're you've been cutting out the past few seconds. Oh, sorry. Uh, is this any better now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, the the rest of the schedule. I think that the game. Fort Worth is going to be like a neutral site game at uh, at work. Um, I expect a lot of Red Raiders in attendance there, and amen. Uh, and you're the better team, so you'd hope that's a win. Um, you know, I think I think anytime you play at home, you're probably feeling good, and so I'm not worried about Oklahoma State or Texas. Um, the game that you know down the stretch that's worried me the most is obviously in Ames. Um, I don't know if Texas has ever won there. Um, and they looked a lot better earlier in the season. They've kind of dropped a few lately that make me think they might be sliding a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Michael. I think that you're going to go into Ames with a chance to play for something, you know, whether that's an outright or shared title. Um, and so I think it will come down to the last game of the season. And I think there's going to be uh, a lot of chips on the table in Ames. And uh, uh, hopefully this team is up for the challenge. But um, we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch here. I sure hope it's a standalone tile because shared titles are some of the stupidest things in sports. <laughs> I don't yeah, disagree. It, it's, it's tough to get around when you play them twice and you beat them once, they beat you once. Uh, you know, if it were football and it was just one game, you know, you'd have a head-to-head tile. Uh, I won't complain too much if there's a Big 12 champs banner hanging in the USA next season. Especially oh, trust me, I'll, I'll be quite fine. We were like 3-15 and 15 and looking like a bad team like four years ago. I'm quite all right carrying a Big 12 title. Yeah, especially if it's not with Kansas. Exactly. So I, I don't mean to look ahead, but I, I'm looking at that the Iowa State game that we're kind of we, – we've talked about a little bit. Um, and they haven't really protected their, their home court as well as you would think they would have this, this season. They they lost to the Baylor this past week. Um. Mackay Mason went off that game. He goes off all the time, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, sorry, they lost to Kansas State there at home, which again you, you can kind of say, okay, well that's not that bad. They, well, I think Iowa State was up double digits in that game, and that's the game where Barry Brown just took over. And I think one with like five seconds left. Yeah, they they barely pulled one off against Texas a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's not like they've been blowing people out. Um, like Texas Tech has, it's still you know obviously it's a road game in the Big Twelve and it, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's it's the same as going to Kansas for the last game. Uh, oh, definitely not. And then like the rest of the schedule for for Kansas State, we've talked about this before on, on the on the the full podcast episodes, but you know they they host Kansas or sorry they they travel to Kansas. Then they host Baylor, travel to TCU, and then host Oklahoma. But of those last four games, there's two of those Saturday-Monday turnarounds. So they played today against Oklahoma State. They'll play Monday um, at Kansas. And then next... So so does that benefit Kansas State or Kansas? Because I know Kansas has to travel back to the state of Kansas and Kansas state just has to travel to Lawrence. So which team does that benefit more? Well, I'm, I would say the, the, the home team. Um, I, I, I don't think, especially after tonight, um, that Kansas state's going to roll into Lawrence and, and, and walk out unscathed. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to see the Jayhawks losing two in a row. Right. And then, like I said, they they host Baylor. Sorry, Kansas State hosts Baylor on Saturday, um, the second, and then they travel to Fort Worth on Monday. So, as 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 much as we were talking about, like Kansas State kind of has, has an easy schedule. They've got two losses, uh, possible losses on the road to finish out. Oh, their, Kansas their State four games. definitely does not have an easy easy schedule. I mean, you could say they go one and three in their next four, and I wouldn't be surprised. Really, I think. I think they'll go two and two, maybe three and one. But if they go one and three, I wouldn't at all be surprised. I wonder if I can speak it into existence on Twitter like I did the twenty <laughs> or thirty point win today against Kansas. Hey, 
it's working. So just, just, I, just I, go ahead and do it. Going. Yeah. I'm going to tweet that Kansas State is going to lose all four games down the stretch and just hope that it comes true. I, I think I was making fun of their terrible throwback. Have you ever seen those throwback unis they wore today that have like the lavender tops and the black? Yeah. Hair? It looks yeah. like it looks like something you give to like an intramural team. And, <laughs> and I think oh, I said something about it today and a bunch of Wildcat fans got really hurt about it. Oh yeah, I, I like our throwbacks better. Oh, ours are way better. It's not even close. Yeah, cause at, it, at least ours actually looks like an actual like uniform. Because they wore the it was the um, there's a throwback jersey tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a uh, like that lavender top, and then like the they're a normal purple, or maybe that's navy shorts. That's weird. And by weird, I mean disgustingly ugly. <laughs> All right, so really quickly before we, we wrap up, we we got a couple people tweet at us. Um, let's see, Ben Stanton says, "Is this the greatest tech sports day in recent memory?" Yes, absolutely. Because not only did you win a big game on the basketball court tonight, um, see, that's the thing. That's like not even the most important thing that happened today, really. Right. You, you had a good day at the baseball field, but you also won the conference on the, the spring track and field season. Um, and, and it was by the most points ever that big 12 team won too. Yeah. And that was the, the men's team. The women's team finished second, I believe, mm-hmm. but they carried in the big 12 trophy there at the United supermarkets arenas tonight. Um, yeah. Because it spans more than one sport doing really well. I would have to say at least recent memory is it has to be one of the best days. Yeah, I, I don't know how far back uh, the recent memory qualifiers, you know, counts for. I would say in the moment I was more hyped for the win in Stillwater in football last fall, but you know, of course, by the end of the season, it kind of didn't do you a lot of good. I mean, it wasn't even kind of did you no good. To, yeah, so I mean, that was like more fun in the moment, and I might look back on this the same way. Like if if Tech finishes second in the Big Twelve, and then like let's say they get bounced in the second round of the tournament. I mean, it would still be cool to have that win over Kansas, but uh, it might kind of diminish it a little bit. Whereas if they do finish as outright champs in the big 12 or something like that, then it'll carry more weight. Um, I think the uh, baseball team sweeping, you know, uh, Kansas, I guess that was two seasons ago to win the big 12. That was pretty cool. I mean, it's just kind of rare that you have conference championships in one of the major three sports. And so um, any of those, you know, the super regional clinchers or conference championships in baseball would be hard to top for me in recent memory. Yeah, sorry. So his name is Ben Staten. But, yeah, uh, like depending on how far you go back, I mean, the the, the past season, like the year, yeah, the, the win – the football win on the road in Stillwater was obviously pretty good. Um, but like I said, with it being crossing multiple sports, it's hard to it's hard to say that another day uh, outperformed today. Yeah, I think the I think I've been a Tech fan since 2012 when I was a senior in high school, about to come to Tech. The only other time I can remember being more like excited about Tech athletics or more like happy was the day that Tech beat Florida and and the. Uh, Round 32, because that kind of solidified the program, and I was there. And I think that more has to be 
that more has to do with me being in the moment. But I think other than that, this is like no doubt like the best day in tech athletics, at least since I've been a fan. Yeah, it, it was cool too. Um, just going back to what we were talking about earlier as far as the atmosphere at the game, this was kind of unexpected, but uh, during the second half there was a media timeout or something, and they actually brought out the men's and women's track team onto the court. And... Yeah, they actually showed that on ESPN. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had like the whole team out there in West Kitley, and everybody was going crazy for them because – they had all heard the news that they won earlier uh, in the day. But uh, anyway, that was another you know really cool moment in the arena that everybody got pretty loud for. So quick question. Did they play swag surfing like they did last year for the Kansas game? Yeah, they did. Um, it was during one of the timeouts. I can't remember. I think it was like early on in the second half. Um, but yeah, it was when you were up by 20 or 25 or something. And uh, they played it. Of course, the whole student section was going nuts and – uh, it was a lot of fun. I was going to ask. Sweet. If, if I need was, video of that. Yeah, I was going to say if, if the reaction was the same as it was last season when they played that, because uh, that was a video that was circulating this week. Uh, the game was tied at that point. I can't. Remember, I think it was the under eight timeout from last season when they did that. It was like tied at sixty two, or maybe it was under four. Either way, I was just, I was just curious um, to see what, what that was like, and that's why I was asking you to, to take some video to share with us. Yeah, um, I I got some video. I don't have that moment in particular. I bet it'll make the rounds us. on social media. Um, but yeah, since I was so far away, I was like half a mile from the court from my seats. <laughs> so you can't really even tell what the student section is doing from where I'm sitting. But, but you were anyway. in the building. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Alan Corbin says, the Jayhawks haven't seen a beating like this since the football season. <laughs> Which is, yeah. it's funny Man, and we, accurate, but. We, we laid the hammer harder than uh, the NCAA might lay on them for the Adidas penalties. Do y'all, do y'all remember off the top of your heads what the score was for the Tech-Kansas football game? Like, did we beat them by more in basketball or football? I think it was 1,000 to 3. I don't remember exactly, though. <laughs> I know it was Bowman's first game back from the lung injury, and I want to say we were, like, a little bit rusty in the first half. All I know is I had to work that day, and I was a-okay with missing the game just for the reason I knew we were going to blow them out. Ooh, it was yeah. close. It was, it was, um, it was uh, 32 to 16. Yeah, it was 32. So we've been worse in football. So if we had hit one more three-pointer today, we would have matched it. And just because I, I had to look this up, this was Texas Tech's last win of the 2018 season. Oh, oh, God. Why did that remind me of that? October 20th. Thanks for ruining everybody's day, Spencer. Sorry. Um, yeah. All right. Let's let's get back to the tonight. Um, to the tonight. <laughs> so, Red Red Reset Man asks, how scary would his team be with Zaire? Hmm. That's, a, that's, that's an interesting question. Because who do you remove from that lineup if you put Zaire in? I would assume it'd be... Either Odiase or Owens, right? Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if I want to take. Well, again, this, this is recency bias because because you if can't I'd, take Moretti and Mooney out. They're literally can't miss anymore. Yeah, and then the, the other guy you're thinking of, like from a guard or forward standpoint, um, they're already coming in off the bench. Whether it's Francis or Edwards or uh, Corpru, so. Yeah, and I, like I said, it, it's probably 
recency bias, but I don't know if I would want to take Odiase or Owens off, off the floor right now. Yeah, it's think, hard to take both those guys out because Odiase is just playing out of his mind like the last month. And Owens is – everybody knows what Owens can do so they're so scared to come in the paint. They're just settling for all these stupid like long-range twos. I think anytime you add a guy to the lineup who can complete a 360 alley-oop, you become slightly scarier. So to the <laughs> uh, asker's question, how much more scary do you become? Yeah, at least you know marginally because you know Zaire could just make – plays that nobody else I've ever seen in college can make. Um, it would be hard to kind of balance some minutes, but, you know, he could take a couple from Corpu, Francis, and Edwards, and it'd be fun to watch him play, you know, 12 or 16 minutes a game. So if Zaire and Owens go up for a block, who gets the who gets the recorded block? Is it Zaire or Owens? Who gets there first? Uh, I guess Owens because he's 6'10". Yeah, but, but my thought, but my thought is Zaire's smaller and faster, so he may actually tip it before Owens even touch even touches it. He had yeah, that ridiculous maybe. jumping ability. That is one thing that sucks is that we only got to watch Zaire play for one year. Like, can you imagine his highlight reel if he played for three or four years? Like, oh gosh, baseball players do. I mean, it would have been so much fun to watch him hang around. But I, I don't, I don't. Uh, question his decision to go pro at all but I well just the thing is he, he hasn't played all year so even if he stayed at tech was he still hurt from practicing or is he actually healthy yeah yeah who knows but he's still getting paid true true <laughs> all right so you're like walking around with that uh first suit like he did during the duke <laughs> texas tech game um but did, did you guys see that he was recently called back to the the 76ers and then he was uh, pushed back down to the D League, uh, G League team. So that lasted a whole like one day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I I don't think this question is fair because of of who is on the call with us tonight. But True would ask, would you eat the exact same lunch every day for a year if you got a million dollars? Oh, Kyle would. I, I'd be Kyle a already millionaire is. by now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for those who don't know me, we were talking about this in the. Uh, staking the plane slack channel and i actually you know unless i go out to eat for like a work event or something like that i eat the same exact thing for lunch every day which is a turkey sandwich uh salt and vinegar potato chips and oreos four um, oreos we're talking exact. about you know some guys are saying oh, i can never eat the same thing every day or even three or four times a week but i've been doing it since like high school so it doesn't really phase me I mean, so here's the thing. Am I allowed like to do I have to get like a cheat meal or can I like splurge on the lunch I eat every day? Because if that's the case, I can eat like baked senior or chicken parm every day for lunch. And I think <laughs> I'd be fine for like the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It just has the exact same lunch every day. Um, yeah, if it's if it's the case where I can get baked ziti every day, then fine. But if I'm eating a I love peanut butter and turkey sandwiches, but I don't think I can eat a turkey sandwich every day for like 40 years. That might drive me insane. Peanut butter and turkey? I'm, I'm, no, peanut butter or turkey. I'm, oh, not, okay. I'm not crazy. Oh, geez, I, I know, like, that sound I know you guys all. hate my food takes, but gosh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> well, like, hold on, though. That $1 million. Yeah, because we were finding out on this last week when we were talking about the, the weird food combinations, peanut butter surprisingly goes with a lot of things. And I was going to be disappointed that you didn't chime in with peanut butter and turkey but <laughs> I, I, I miss the peanut butter or turkey um, so here's the thing is it 
Should we eat crunchy peanut butter or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. What what's wrong with you, Kyle? I I so I like crunchy, but it's not like I I have to have it. I'm I'm really you know big on texture of foods, and even if the smell and taste is okay, if the texture doesn't sit right with me, I can't eat it. And so, crunchy Peter or uh, the crunchy peanut butter is in that category for me. So my cousin used to always I used to live with my cousin for like four years out here in Lubbock, and he would always buy creamy peanut butter. It would piss me off because he was like <laughs> unable to eat crunchy. <laughs> and I got tired of being damn creamy peanut butter every damn day. Like I want some nuts in my food. I don't need this like <laughs> soft little man. He's getting fired up. Small thing with you know it's it's this tiny. It looks like you got it from like from like McDonald's. It's this small little <laughs> sandwich. I want some thickness to my sandwich. <laughs> oh man. Um. So I, I'm one of the guys in this live chat that I I can't do the, the same thing every day. I don't even know like if I could do it for a million dollars. I would lose steam so quickly. So, but how, but how long would you last? A couple of weeks, maybe. <laughs> I don't for know. For a million dollars? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I really can't eat the same thing every day. I can't do it. Um, Cooper Burnett asks us, when was the last time we had this much fun? Hashtag spring sports school. Probably in June when we whipped Florida's ass. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that was that win fun. over Florida in the College World Series and the the win in Stillwater in football are the last two times I felt like this. Well, the the tourney run last spring was also a, a lot of fun, especially over Florida and Purdue. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The one against. Uh, Stephen F. Austin had some like really crazy highlights, but you're expected to win that game. Once you got that past one was them, more of like a heart attack because you knew right. you had to win that game. If Tech needed to keep up this consistency of excellence, and if he lost that game, like I don't know if Tech's where they are now with if they lose that game because you can't be this up and coming program and then get your butt kicked in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That yeah. can't happen. And be one of those 14 over three losses. Um, but yeah, like once you got past them, you played Florida and Purdue. The game against Florida was a lot of fun. You went into the Purdue game looking at their their two like seven footers, like oh my gosh, they're going to control the game. Um, and they both end up injuring an elbow, and they're and they're one is out the entire game, one misses or is severely hampered in the game. And then you go up against the eventual uh, champion. And held them to the the closest for basically all of the tournament. Uh, See, yeah, that's some, that's the thing is I don't like uh, going back and think of games because it makes me like upset. But Tech shot like thirty three percent that game. Like, just imagine if they they thought like if they shot like a moderate forty or sixty one like they did tonight. Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously they went then, but if they just shot like forty percent, they win that game. And I hate thinking about that because then they start thinking of ideas. But man, we Villanova was off that night. We were playing great defense. We we could have won that game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we had fun last last spring with that, and then obviously with, with the baseball season. Um, still got a lot a lot of ways to go for for this baseball season. Um, it looks like they're starting to to put some things together. The the track teams. Um, you know, I, I don't really follow the Olympic sports, but it's hard to ignore them when they're winning conference championships. Um, it's like two in a row, I think. Yeah, they they were like top rated for most of their their season. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was talking to, to my brother-in-law uh, at dinner last night. We were talking about uh, the upcoming f- football season and how well Kirby Hokut has done and and all of his hires outside of Kingsbury. Um, and we were just like, well, even Kingsbury wasn't a bad hire. It just didn't work out. Right. So at the time, no, it wasn't a bad hire. It just, after six years, didn't work out. But basically everybody since then has just been like almost the perfect guy or girl for that position. Like the women's basketball team is starting to turn things around. Um, the softball team is on this just unbelievable tear right now. Basketball Adrian team is Gregory. up. Mm-hmm. Basketball team is up and up. Um, the baseball team, obviously. The, the track teams. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the spring sports just been phenomenal. I just wish you could also pair it with a even a decent fall sports season with, 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 with football. Yeah, I, I've always wondered if you could – if you were doing what you're doing in basketball now, you know, elite eights and college world series and baseball, and you were just going like nine and three in football, like you're not even winning the big 12, but if you're just nine and three in football while you're doing all this other stuff and all these other sports, I mean, you'd be one of the premier athletic programs in terms of year round results in the entire country. Well, here's the thing. Like if our athletic program now, even without the football success, are we the best athletic program in the big 12 currently? Because I'm trying to think of like other teams that have a whole lot of success across the board, and other than maybe Texas of like volleyball and baseball, I don't think I can really think of any with the amount of success over so many sports. Yeah, I think that always comes down to how you weight it. Like, if you treat you know football equally with tennis, and that's not a shot at tennis, but you know football has more eyeballs and more money on it. Well, uh, one gets like you know like a million dollar industry, and one barely gets yeah. watched. So. So it, it depends on how you weight it because, I mean, OU is playing in college football playoff and has back-to-back Heisman winners. and so. And, oh, yeah, and, and, and don't forget the softball national championship a couple of years ago. Yeah, we are going to dethrone them from that this year, though. I said that. Fingers crossed. So it'll come true. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, let, let's, let's wrap it up there. We, Texas Tech, D-Pants Kansas. 29 points, um, 91-62, four games left in the regular season. Great shot at winning at least a share of the Big 12 title. Um, any final thoughts from you, Kyle? Um, I would just say whenever we were talking earlier about, you know, this is Kansas's worst loss since Bill Self or since 18 years ago, uh, I would just encourage Tech fans to appreciate the time that they're living in. I mean, between baseball, basketball, track, there's been a lot of first ever, most ever, best ever, or since, you know, 20, 25 years ago. And um, it's been really cool to watch baseball the last few years and now basketball the past two years under Beard. And so, um, you know, cherish this because you're not going to be in the Big 12 title race every year uh, like Kansas is in basketball. And so, um, have fun with it, enjoy it while it lasts, and uh, hopefully we can have a couple more banners in the basketball arena and a couple more College World Series signs out on the outfield wall uh, at Dan Law Field. But um, it's cool to see all these stats, you know, most ever, best ever, uh, first time since, you know, 20 years ago. And so I'm just enjoying the ride and would tell other fans to do the same. 
Yeah, absolutely. When when Tech was on that the the run in football in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, these were early years for me in terms of my fandom. I had no idea what what I was experiencing, and looking back, I was like, man, I didn't enjoy that as much as I probably should have. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to be more in the moment and enjoy everything that that we've got going on right now, especially basketball and and, and baseball, since those are some like big time sports uh, and, and things that I I followed for a long time. So, Labar, what about you? Do you have any final thoughts tonight? Yeah, I think Kyle kind of <laughs> took everything I was going to say. But at, as I mentioned, I started watching Tech in 2012, and the football team was just above 500. The basketball team, I watched basically every game, but, man, they were hard to watch. And I was unaware of the baseball team at the time, but I know they weren't doing super fantastic. And now we have, you know, last year, Lee Day with the basketball college world series every other year for baseball i don't know if we can call them a dynasty but i mean they're pretty damn good and uh not to mention track and field's been kicking butt same thing for women's tennis men's golf uh softball maybe coming up around the corner so just reflecting kyle said appreciate this because you never know when it will go away thing about these dynasties is they can always go away in a flash you just have a coach leave a scandal happen or Maybe the recruiting all of a sudden starts dipping. So you never know when it's going to go away. So let's appreciate every moment, cheer our butts off, and hopefully we'll you know, win a national championship or, hell, even a conference championship in one of these sports. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, going back to the uh, sports day uh, question, there was a tweet that came out. Uh, it says, what a day for Tech Athletics. Number one, Texas Tech track and field defended the title of back-to-back Big 12 conference champions. The basketball uh, team obviously had the 91 to 62 win over Kansas. The number three baseball team had a, a 10 to seven win over Kentucky, and the number 19 softball team had a 5-0 shutout win over number 17 Oregon. So all that happened today. And not to mention that softball is playing now, and they may get another victory before the day's over. Those games are so late, but yeah, that I, I I mean they're on the West Coast, so <laughs> it kind of makes sense when you think about it. All right, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so for Kyle and Michael, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this Instant Reaction podcast for the 23 Personnel Podcast. We'll catch you with our regular episode coming up this week, and we will see you then.